Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. <laughs> ESPN Los Angeles just <laughs> tweeted out live look at Sky Kappa right now and it's a gif or gif of Malibu's most wanted and it That's says funny. will he drop more boomeroki um, alright what you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa good times less than 90 minutes from wherever you are go ahead Lauda what do you got honestly I thought you were running to the mic <laughs> no 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 I was laughing I thought you tweet. were out of breath I was like oh my bad <laughs> anyways <laughs> So, obviously, today is President's Day. We've been talking about, yes, Cap, I know you forgot or whatever happened with you, but, you know, that's the you problem. Yeah. But a lot of people Ooh. in Newport Beach uh, got a little bit of um, bad news because when they showed up to the beach, guess what? It was closed. Why? For President's Day? No. It was closed because a restaurant in the Newport Beach Bay area um, had a little accident, let's just oh. say, and they okay. backed up the sewage. Line. Oh, I saw this so, on the news. Yeah, yes. yeah. Oh, up to fifty thousand gallons. Um, you know, spilled. And, you know, and it's gross. But you can't swim. You can't obviously. Why would you want to? You can't surf or do any of the activities you would want to do when it's your day off, right? You want to go to the beach. You want to enjoy the day. So unfortunately, they haven't released much details. It's still closed, and I will keep you guys posted. So if you're in Newport, don't go to the beach. Don't try to go. Yeah. It's Careful. Sewage alert. Yeah, that's nasty. Imagine a restaurant caused that much. Just, I'm trying blocked. to figure out, yeah, how could that have possibly have happened? You know, if you know Newport Beach at all and you know the, you know, just the, the area there that I'm trying to think of what it's called. There's a part of town where there's like all these little canals that kind of connect and stuff. And I mean, I'm just trying to figure out how any restaurant could have released that amount of sewage and then where it, how it possibly gets out to the ocean. I mean, uh, you know. I don't know. Uh, that's that's crazy. Sewer man. lines. It's probably not just one restaurant may have caused the line the to line. go bad, mm-hmm. but that line services a lot of different places is my guess. Wow. wonder what they were serving in there. And then the person who, <laughs> who went in there and you know, may have blocked things up, man. What happened to that person? Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's why I have to be careful with what I say sometimes. No matter what you need to know is with you. I don't me and Lindsay back here. We also, like it's freezing fun. to go in the water anyway now. Yeah, but the weather has been so good the last few weeks. Um, you know, where you get those summer days and you're like, man, it's hot out and the water looks blue and yeah. calm. It doesn't even look like California. You know, it looks like like East Coast Florida, like flat and tropical looking. Yeah. No, no, it was uh, no, it, it was really nice. But then it got chilly la- yesterday, though. Yeah, later in the day it did. I had yeah. nothing to do, man. I was... I- Sunday and it was there was no football. I was like, I don't know what to do with myself yesterday. We went to my kids' uh, season-ending basketball game, and I was like, Oh, I'm gonna need a jacket to go to this thing because uh, I was out, you know, hiking earlier in the day, and it was it started to get a little chillier as I got back in the afternoon, and uh, and then it was cold, like it was cold in the afternoon, like cold, yeah. cold. So, yeah. So. Gosh, I'm telling you, I'm not joking around here. I was lost yesterday with my first Sunday of no football. And at the end of the day, so you're just aimlessly at, walking around like, uh, like you know, without town. exaggeration. I'm not joking. 
we walked my we walked a, like a five mile walk to go have lunch because we decided well let's just go for a walk and we just kept walking walking we had lunch we're like okay well we got to walk back we walked back then later i was meeting another friend we were going to go out for a run and by the time the day was over i was like i've done 12 and a half miles today just walking around yeah because i didn't have football to watch right i miss you football I can picture you just like walking around aimlessly, all sad, like kicking up dirt and well, sad it's... music in the background, like the Sarah McLaughlin yes. commercials. Yes. Well, it was funny because because Rachel said to me, she goes, you know, it's actually nice to have you here engaged in the conversation. Usually on Sundays, you got your phone out, you're watching the red zone, you're following scores. She's like, you're actually really engaged with what's going on. I'm like, I know I miss football so much. Gosh, I miss football. And yeah, it's only I got to talk to you, Rachel. I mean, I didn't mean it that way. You know what they say, Cap? Football doesn't love you back. Yeah, you may be right. You might be I right. I am right. Very right. See, I spent my weekend drinking tequila and, uh, you know, getting a beer with my face on it. It was pretty cool. That was cool. I did see that. What was that all about? Uh, so, Michelob Ultra was doing a promotion for the old NBA Jam video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because they have those, like, uh, NES systems now, the old 16-bit ones where you can play like the old video games on. Yeah. So they did, because of the All-Star Weekend, they did that thing, and the Michelob people sent me one with my face on it. That's so cool, man. And they sent me NBA Jam in one of those uh, little consoles, too. You got to keep that forever. That's like a cool item. Yeah. Yeah, you don't drink that Michelob Ultra. You just hold on to that one. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. There's three of them, but one of them has my face on it. The other two don't, so I can just drink the other ones if you want. <laughs> well, I thought that was really cool when you posted that on Instagram. I was like, wow, a beer with your face on it. That's pretty darn cool. Yeah, I never thought. I mean, it certainly beats a milk carton, that's for sure. So, I mean, You got that. that right. I mean, hey, yeah. listen, you, you can't get desensitized to stuff like this, you know? I mean, when we were at the Super Bowl two weeks ago and you're walking down the street and Lindsay and I left, um, you know, we, we left L.A. Live to walk across the convention center and there's that big, you know, banner with our faces all over it. I'm pointing at everybody. It's like, hey, you know, it's not like you walk by and go, yeah, no big deal. It's just, you know, just a big billboard up there, you know, here in L.A. Live. It's like, damn, dude, that's really cool. Really cool. It is cool. It is cool, but you do get desensitized to it at least a little bit. Yeah. Well, when if I had a picture a if I had a picture with a beer, I mean, I'm, you know, for me, what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to go buy a can of beer and then tape a picture of myself on it. You should do that. You should have done that, actually. So you know? what he's saying is like, hey. Anyone out there from Michelob, like, send him one next year. Or Sedano, tell your people to send him one. He wants in. He feels, no, you know? no, not really. I think this had something to do with, with like, I assume it had something to do with NBA and Georgia's connection yeah, to I the league. Yeah, I just told you what it had to do yeah, with right. the NBA All-Star game. Right, but I didn't know if you but had you, anything you to do with their one, video like, game. I want one. We all want one, right? But you, you know, you No, me, I'm, I'm happy to just tape a picture of myself on a beer can. Okay. It's fine. Right. Yeah, okay. it's totally cool. You do you. Yeah. Do you want one? Yeah, it'd be cool. Okay, I'd so like let's see if we can get the Michelob people to. be cool. Get the Michelob people to put a picture of you on a can. I would like to be on like a tequila too, you know, or like a something. The tequila tasting I did on Friday was out of control. Yeah, well, you you put out all these things on social media. It was the best tequila you'd ever drank. I and, and listen, let me tell you something. I yeah. over the, so I was not a huge tequila person uh, growing up um, because I got really sick, right? Like most people do. Well, you probably because you were drinking crap. Bad tequila, yes, right. which I won't name the bad tequila. I was okay? going to ask, what's considered like bad tequila? I, we can talk about it off the air because okay. I don't know who's a sponsor. And I'll who's tell not, you. So I, not on the air, mm. jerky. I'll tell, you. I'll tell you who it is. So, <laughs> so anyway, 
So you have a bad experience. And mm-hmm. I had one one time that was really bad in college that I was literally like a fish out of the fishbowl in the bathroom of like my friend's house. Um, so, but as I got older, right, you know, you, you eventually give yourself a chance to, to come back. And, uh, and you do, you know, and I, look, I am, I've said this a lot of times. I am primarily a brown liquor guy, okay? Give me whiskey, scotch, and bourbon. And, and any of those three, I can hang with, with the best of them drinking that stuff, okay? Because I've done it almost all my life. But over the years, I've gotten a little bit more of the bug for tequila. Actually, we mentioned Beto Duran earlier. He actually uh, hooked me up um, with a bottle of tequila not too long ago through a buddy of his. That was delicious. Um, and so I started getting the bug a little more. So then I started sampling, like, the sipping tequilas, right? So I went to this tasting with uh, Mandala tequila, and uh, we sipped, you know, small little samples, right? You're not trying to get wasted, you know what I mean? But, like, uh, and I had all four of their tequilas, the, the Blanco, I had the Reposado, I had the Añejo, which is age two years, and then the Extra Añejo, which is uh, age seven years. The Extra Añejo. Honestly, it tastes so delicious. If you like sweet drinks, it tastes like a port. That's the way I would describe it. Like, have you ever had a you ever had a port before? Yeah, port wine. Yeah, yeah. It it's like that, like mm-hmm. that delicious. Like it, it's it's wild. Now, my favorite one was the añejo um, because it's kind of like in the middle, you know, like in the sense of like I like reposado and I like extra añejo, but the añejo they aged perfectly. But it was unreal. And then we went to this great restaurant. Uh, the Tin Roof Bistro, which is right by the Ireland mansion um, of Mason and Ireland fame. And uh, and we went there, and I'd never been there in Manhattan Beach. And it was delicious. I mean, really, really good food. So it was a good sounds time. Like, sounds like a nice night, man. Sounds yeah. Sounds like a really nice night. But I, when you drink, when you do shots of crappy tequila and you get sick, and you're, oh, I'll never drink tequila again, but then you learn about sipping tequila. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is nice. I can just sip on this real good. Uh, I have friends that live in Mexico City, and every dinner is Don Julio Reposado at the table, full bottle, and keep on bringing them. I mean that, and also like the guacamole with the uh, with the grasshoppers on it. That I'm not into, you know. Los gusanos. Yeah, but a nice sipping tequila, George. You were saying it was like the best stuff. I looked it up. It was like three hundred dollars a bottle. I'm like, yeah, it, it was be not three hundred dollars a bottle stuff. <laughs> well, one of them was like their high end, like really good stuff. Was like, I think I'm it's like, like closer to two, to be honest with you. Well, but it's uh, yeah. That's Maybe good, you found something that was uh, like they have some special edition ones because their bottles are made of ceramic, and they uh, they have some special editions one edition ones like the Ada de los Muertos and those because the bottles are so rare they go for more. But that that's not their the general um, extra añejo. That one is like a little limited edition special thing because of the bottle. Yeah. Well, I don't know what's up with the grasshoppers on the guacamole, but I'm not down with it. I can tell you that. Uh, right Laura, now. would you like to explain the gusanos to? Uh, it's okay. So in a bottle of tequila, they have a gusano, a, yeah. a warm, right? That's warm, what it is. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the bottle. So when you pour it, they say, my mom and my dad have always said that when you, if you pour it and you get it, is good luck. So you have to like take the shot with it. Well, what's up with the grasshoppers and the guacamole? What? The? How did we get? I don't know. Well, we were talking about that. Oh, I'm editing. Sorry. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cap says that that he went to Mexico and they had grasshoppers. I think in Spanish, don't they? Grasshoppers are uh, oh, chapulines, like the little chapulines yeah. or saltamones, well, right? Like j- diff- okay, so in certain parts of Mexico, they eat them. Like in um, yeah. 
Yeah, well, this is in Ciudad de Mexico. In Ciudad de Mexico, in uh, Oaxaca. Like, if you go to Galaguetza, here, they have them. I'm not a fan. I don't care. People can come at me, whatever. I ain't eating no grasshopper. Yeah, I don't care how you, you I tried do it. it. I tried it, but it was like just the, the thought of it in my mouth and the crunch. I was like, this is gross. Yeah, no, I don't want to. No, I'm good. No. Same. I don't. But in the guacamole, I've actually never seen that. So. Yeah. Ciudad de Mexico. That's a Briones question. That's uh, where his family's from. So, yeah, no, I don't know. Right. I'm from Jalisco, bro. Very different. Very mm. different. Yeah, that's where the good tequila is. Oh, trust, I know. That's trust. where the good blue agave is. <laughs> I was like, when you put, I'm like, oh, it's, Jal yeah. You know, all the good stuff is in Jalisco, man. What can I say? What can I say? Yeah. Um, so this tweet just came in from uh, Clip Ship City. Yeah. Uh, man, at Sedona, Unique and Lindsay Baseball, Lindsay Baseball, pardon me, pick on Scott Kaplan all show every day, LOL. To which uh, a gentleman named Raul Perez, who listens to the show and tweets us fairly regularly, says, I'm not even sure Scott realizes it, e realizes it either. Just enthusiastically assumes he's always in the right, LOL. <laughs> well, I do sort of enthusiastically assume that I'm in the right. It's called experience. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, yeah. just, that's just all. Just, just yeah. experience talking here. All right. Speaking of experience, I have experience with LeBron. I know everyone's kind of freaking out a little bit about the uh, situation from this weekend. And some people are like, no, let him go. I don't care. He's not a real Laker anyway. I heard that on Travis and Sliwa today. How about everyone just calm down and let me just kind of explain what the timeline looks like here and how this thing can potentially get remedied. All right. We'll get to that next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. <laughs> this one's not for me, Laura. This one's a cap song, I think. Uh, I thought it was for you. Cap, do you, you know, know this song? I know the song. I couldn't tell you who sings it, but I know the song. Oh, see, because Lindsay guessed you would totally sing this in Boomeroki. Let me let me let me take a listen here for a second. So tell me, tell me. It seems like a song that it's it's kind of like a cap song, you know? Right. It's the type of song you would try to fake singing because of the hey hey hey. Right, where I do my whole thing, where I go yeah. I go super grunge because I don't know the words. Right. In yeah. the Milky Way. Give, give me a hint who sings this song. Oh, man. Doesn't matter. Choo -choo. I, I didn't know who sang it either. Choo -choo. Oh, I got, I, you, the song. I got you, Laura. I got you, Laura. So the band is Train, right? Yep. Yes. Yes. Choo Choo. Very good. Good band. hint. Gotcha. Yeah. Laura Solid would be hint. your phone a friend if we were playing Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Right. That's a dated reference these days, kids, but uh, go Google it. It was a show once hosted by Regis Philbin. It was very I was very wondering popular, if you were talking about the Regis version yeah. since you were dating yourself. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's technically still one in the syndication, but. Is there? Regis is it still is the, the one? Regis is the only version, though. No, one no, but didn't, good didn't, one. didn't Regis get done with it and then it went to, was it, is it Meredith Vieira? Yeah, yeah Meredith really Vieira did that. one. Yeah. And there was another one, actually. And oh, really? It's in, I want to say it's in syndication. But yeah, the one that Regis did was like in prime time. Like yeah. people, all millions of people were watching this thing. Right, right. We had like a resurgence of game shows for a minute. Hmm. And train. Then, hmm. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have known that was Train. And I, I, yeah, and I'm not sure that's one of my songs for, for Boomeroki. I'm not sure okay. that's for me. 
He needs to be a little older. 2001, not old enough. No, I kind of. I told you guys last week. Something I'm in, hipper. I'm, no, I'm into more of like a Bob Seger, Tom yeah, Petty sort know. of thing. I right feel now. like you can kind of moan like they do in right, their songs. Right. I feel yeah. like that kind of defeats the purpose of Boomer Oak. I think it's better if you're you're like doing songs that you're not that comfortable with. That like you've heard them and you might know the words. Like you can even look at the words. Okay. You know, yeah. but it's well, like a, one, a quicker song, know. like rap yeah. or something that you just wouldn't normally karaoke to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and you can do I've your hum, he, hum, hum, hum. Right, I would have been like hum, he, 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 uh, you know way more of this song than I do. I was like, do you know this one, Cap? I don't know who sings it. Mm. Okay. But, uh, um, he's the coach at Jackson State. Okay, Deion Sanders. Well, not Sanders, but Deion. Yeah. Oh, Deion sings this song? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, pumped up kicks. <laughs> you, you, you got me on the Jackson State thing. I was like yeah. real quick with it. Ooh, Deion Sanders. I know this. Yeah. I mean, technically, the band is Foster the People, but the artist is Deion, so the guy oh. who sings it. Um, but that's a good song. I love play that song again. That's a really good song. Actually, play that while just underneath us. Uh, we talk about LeBron. You want to so, jam out and talk LeBron, huh? Yeah, I mean, listen, dude. So he uh, he has we he has raised us to DefCon five at the moment here because he's tinkering. He's tinkering. He's testing the limits. Now I I heard the people on Travis and Sliwa. He's not a real Laker anyway. We don't need him. Listen, stop. Okay, let's 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 be reasonable here. Um, he saved you from the sixth worst seasons in the history of the Lakers, and they all happen to be consecutively. Okay, um, the Lakers would have become the Knicks in short order had uh, <laughs> had he not returned, had he not arrived here, and then they traded for Anthony Davis. So let's let's not forget that. Now, did he also get you into this particular mess? Yes. Both things can be true at the same time, Scott Kaplan. Well, I'm glad to hear you say that because um, that certainly is the prevailing opinion that LeBron is responsible for. But this not roster. solely responsible. No, but he's the, the ringleader that suggested strongly hey, this is the roster, these are the players. I'll handle things. And it hasn't worked out that way, obviously. Oh, okay. Okay. But here's where I, again, like we talked about the other day. Nobody tied up Rob Palinka to a chair and put a cell phone to his ear to call uh, Tommy Shepard at Washington to make the trade for Russell Westbrook, okay? They were all in on this. And then here's where this thing gets twisted, right? So clearly LeBron is miffed, right, about not making a deal at the deadline. Mm-hmm. Understandably so to, quote, unquote, clean up the mess that's been made. Okay, whether you want to say he's the biggest reason for it, fine. I'll even give you that if that's what you want. And I'm not saying you specifically. I'm saying anyone listening at the moment or even the Lakers. Okay, but here's what then comes out after that. Scott Kaplan. Okay, two things. First one is Rob Palenka at the press conference after the trade deadline say, yeah, we didn't make a move because there wasn't a net positive. And, you know, LeBron and AD and I are all in concert on this. Right. We're all united. Whatever the phrasing he used to then, which, as you've pointed out, Dave McMiniman comes out and says, source close to LeBron says that is, quote, totally false. So he's already pissed because they're lying about him. 
anyone would be upset in that situation. And then the messaging comes out after the fact. Ramona has a report that says, well, the Lakers' feeling is, hey, you guys got us into this mess. You guys get us out of this mess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is your mess to clean up. That doesn't sound like people that are aligned. One who is disingenuous about being aligned, and then the other saying, not our problem. We're going to wipe our hands clean of this. I, I don't know about you. I'd kind of be annoyed by that too, no? Yeah, but here's the thing. I wonder if organizationally the Lakers are thinking this. And just let me throw this at you. You ready? Throw it at me. The job is already done. Think about that for a second. In other what words, does that mean? Yeah. well, I'm going to explain it. I just wanted okay. to make it dramatic. Where I, I mean, said you something. did like this dramatic pause. Yeah, I assumed right. you were going to keep going. Yeah. Right. Now, is the job already done? In other words, hashtag job not done. Well, can, can Jeannie Buss and Rob Palinka look at one another and say, hey, look, we got LeBron. He brought his shine of his brand, of his superstardom to the Lakers. We won a championship. And guess what? Um, if we don't win another championship with LeBron, oh, well, but at least we got one. And, you know, when we think about the future without LeBron, should we sacrifice the future for LeBron or should we look at each other in our room? Because here's who's in the room. It's Jeannie, it's Rob, it's Kurt Rambis, it's Linda Rambis, it's the four of them sitting around, and they all look at each other and they say, guys, we won a ring. We brought the Lakers back to prominence. Let's just be happy about that and not give away draft picks in the future when LeBron is long done with the Lakers and probably long done with his NBA playing career because that gets us back to a question that was asked earlier in the show today by a guy named Jason Lloyd who everybody hopefully was listening to from the athletic and he asked this question how do you say no to this guy when talking about LeBron and George you say that you know Rob Palenka wasn't tied up and you know they didn't force the phone call on him but that's a great question how do you say no to LeBron you say no to LeBron when you've decided the job is done and we may not win another championship with him, so let's not give away the future for so him. So you think they're punting on the LeBron era? I'm saying that it's it's a possibility as to why they would have said yes to everything earlier and now said no at this late because stage. Because if of the that game. is true, and I'm not saying what you're saying is true or not, is obviously you're just recklessly speculating, which you 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 enjoy more than anyone around here. I do, I enjoy do it. it. I do, um, I like it. Um that would be very much against the ethos of the Los Angeles Lakers as an organization and brand. That they feel satisfied? Correct. Well, I mean, look, there were there were a lot of great years, and then there were a lot of really bad years, and then LeBron came and delivered a championship, not right away, took a couple years, but did his job. He, he delivered on his promise. Now, the Lakers, you would say, or you would think, would be all in on as much as they could because they have a finite amount of time with LeBron. But given that LeBron has been the, the, the orchestrator, if you will, of the, of the roster, why would we help LeBron fix it today when LeBron's going to be gone in 2027 and we're not going to have that pick anymore and we're all going to be standing around here twiddling our thumbs going, what did we do? So I'm just wondering out loud if maybe they decided we're not, for, you know, we're not giving away the future because he's already done what we what we paid him to do. And we can live with one. 
like more, but we can live with at least the one that we have. Is that possible? Man, I don't know if I would buy that. I mean, if if, if they that would be eye-opening to me, is what I would say. Because that's just not the way the Lakers have done business in the past. That's just me. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right. I'm not – I don't – I can't summarily dismiss it, but I would I would be surprised that that would be the position they were taking. See, because I was surprised that the position wasn't, look, we have LeBron, he's 37, he's playing incredible offensive basketball. Correct. So now, rather than wait until next season, let's try and fix this roster this year to satisfy LeBron, but not just for his own ego – but it's because we're a championship-caliber franchise. That's all that matters to us is winning championships. So rather than saying to LeBron, hey, you created this mess, go fix it. Let's try and fix it together. Right. But if it means mortgaging the future, we're not cool with that because we'll be here and you won't be. Right. But I think with him, it's like, wait, that's not that wasn't the deal we had going into this. It's probably the way he's looking at it. I would think that's precisely the way he's looking at it. You guys told me that if I brought my brand and my stardom and I delivered a championship, you guys would help me win not one, maybe two, maybe three, maybe more. Multiple, yes. But I don't feel like you guys are being uh, very good partners right now. Right. So here we are at the stalemate. Now, in August, this will all come to a head. Unless he decides to say, well, my he's already been talking about his knee being more hurt than it is. If he sits out, that is a major, like, major, major blow. Like, this is like, oh, this thing is getting real serious. So that's something to keep an eye on before the season's over. And then, of course, the big thing is August, when they can offer him an extension, how that goes. That's the one where, as Jason Lloyd told us earlier, buckle up. All right, yeah. buckle up because we got big deal or no deal next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thank you, Christopher. All right, Linz, what do you got? All right, so the NFL and the XFL have reached a partnership agreement that's going to focus on creating innovation programs and protecting the health of players. So the agreement will give the NFL a, quote, petri dish to experiment with proposed rules, test new equipment, and develop prospective officials and coaches which I found very interesting. XFL officials said that the collaboration is not going to include player sharing for developmental purposes, and I'm saying at least not right now. So in regards to the future of these two leagues working together, is this a big deal or no deal, Cap? I'm going to say big deal just in that there is no, other than college football, there is no minor league football 
uh, where the NFL can do these kinds of things, experiment with rule changes and player safety, to your, your point. Um, there also isn't really a farm system to, to bring players in. There used to be, the NFL used to have a league called NFL Europe. Remember that one, George, back in the day? Yeah. Um, which was a really great league um, to expand football over into Europe, but it didn't survive. So they need something, and they've got a couple of choices now. The XFL, and there's also the return of the USFL. So I find this to be very interesting that the NFL is looking to these other leagues to help them think about innovation in football. I, th- I say big deal. Uh, I'll say big deal, too. Look, I-, I thought you nailed it, Like to be honest with you. I think innovation is cool. Um, you know, I do have some questions about some of the other st- like USFL type stuff and all that. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, but I think eventually something like that could pop, but you know, I'm all in on just like adding more opportunity is the way I would describe it. And, and to your point, you know, the USFL has their draft tomorrow. And I only know this because a friend of mine called his son played in Canada, was trying to get him drafted into this USFL draft. First, you needed to sign a contract. And he gave me the list of the coaches and he said, who do you know? Who, you, who can you call? So I've been calling coaches in the USFL, trying to get them to draft this young kid uh, because everybody wants an opportunity. And that's why I think it's a great thing. You know, USFL, XFL, I'm a football junkie. I'll watch it anytime. All right, next. All right, so Nick Saban recently spoke at the Alabama Football Coaches Association. And, of course, he was asked that proverbial question about his retirement. And remember, he's 70 years old now, right? His response to the question was this. Everybody asks me when I want to retire. Well, retire from what? I'm going to jump into an empty abyss of what? What am I going to do? Because the very challenges that I talk about and the things in our profession that concern me, that's what keeps me going. That's why I get up every day. So why would I quit doing that? I haven't figured that one out yet. Is the fact that Nick Saban doesn't seem to think that he's ever going to retire a big deal or no deal, Sedano? I think it's a pretty big deal because I think most people have thought he's going to call it quits here pretty soon and just go into broadcasting, which it seems like he'd be good at. Um, and he's done kind of some the random years he's not in, in the championship. He has done a lot of work for ESPN. So I, I would find that to be a big deal because I would say it would be somewhat newsworthy. Yeah, I'm going to say it's a big deal. I think a lot of us look at somebody like Nick Saban. He's been coaching forever. He's been hyper-successful. He's made more money in his life than he and his family and his grandchildren and everybody else, generationally speaking, will ever be able to spend. So why do you keep going? Why is it you don't just live the good life? You know, buy a yacht, buy a house on the beach, and just live the good life. But some guys just can never give it up. It's a drug. It's an addiction to these guys. And they love what they do. So they don't want to stop. When most of us look at them and think, if I had their life and their success... And their money, I'd be happily retired by now. Next. All right. Sorry, my computer keeps freezing up on me. Okay, so this one's kind of interesting. Did you guys know that Mark Wahlberg's day is half over by the time that most of us climb out of bed? Well, the actor shared his intense fitness regimen during a recent interview saying, quote, tomorrow I'm getting up at 2.30 a.m., in the gym by 3.30 a.m., finish about 5.30 a.m., and go to work at 7.30. He also noted that there's a lot of prayer in between all that physical activity, and he's just as disciplined when it comes to what he eats. He eats twice a day, doing intermittent fasting, 
and he has like a very bland chicken and vegetable diet, apparently. So is the fact that 50-year-old Mark Wahlberg is more fit and probably looks younger than most 30-year-olds a big deal or no deal, Cap? I'm going to say no deal. Um, look, Mark Wahlberg's been a part of our lives since Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch for, what, 25 years, 30 years already? Yeah, I mean, he was a Calvin aged. Klein model and a, and a, and a guy with a six-pack abs uh, back then, and he's, he's kept it going this whole time. He's got a lot of discipline, and uh, he's got a, a schedule that he keeps. I mean, listen, eating like just boiled or grilled chicken and vegetables all day long sounds horrible. But and, and listen, waking up at two thirty in the morning is terrible when you have to do the kind of intense stuff he's talking about. But I give him a ton of credit. But um, I don't know how big of a deal it is. Kind of a no. I deal think it's for a me. big deal because I also do intermittent fasting for two, you know two meals a day. Uh, I also don't only just eat chicken and veggies though. That's kind of probably my problem. Um, I'm sure he has cheat days. You know. Yeah, I mean he has Wahlburgers. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. But the uh, but I think it's cool. Uh, listen. I actually just got into, here's a little, little bit of a life hack. I just started listening to uh, this podcast based off a book called Lifespan with a doctor named David Sinclair, who's like this Harvard scientist, professor, MIT guy. And um, he basically talks about how your diet can really completely change the way that you live your life in the sense of, uh, how you don't age, and that basically age causes all these diseases, cancer, um, you know, diabetes, blah, blah, blah. So your diet is correlated to all the stuff, including aging, which causes these issues. Um, and long story short, it's a fascinating podcast about how you can change little things about your life to live a longer lifespan. So I'm in on that. And what? I feel like Marky Mark is clearly doing it. What's like the biggest, um, like, you know, not necessarily diet, but what is like the biggest tip you got from that? Because I'm always looking for like these biohacks, you know, on how to like. Oh, I mean, basically, he actually says like, obviously, sleep is super important. Um, And the, the fasting, he says that by far is the most important thing that if you can get yourself down to one meal a day, that actually is like the goal. Um, but skipping breakfast is the way to start, right? And just going to like noon, right? And like kind of getting yourself there. That basically when you go into, when you fast, um, your body goes into something called autophagy, which is basically it just kind of replenishes the cells. Um, and then your testosterone levels go up and your growth hormone levels go up. So you're kind of rebooting your system. So like people who fast for two and three days, even a week, up to a week, um, really go through crazy uh, rebooting of their body and their cells and all that stuff. Um, but he believes that intermittent fasting is a great way to do it, too. You don't have to do the crazy two, three-day week fasting, too. Um, so that's the biggest takeaway at the moment. Um, and then he goes into uh, certain drugs um, that are prescribed for certain things, like there's a diabetes drug, I think called metamorphin, um, that he says, actually, if that in other countries, they take it and they have longer lifespans because they take it um, they could take it like aspirin almost, whereas in this country and in Europe, um, those you need a prescription and like it, it goes into great detail. I don't want to have to go too far, but if you well, listen to the podcast, a lot of detail. This is very good. It's only a, it's a, it's an eight uh, eight podcast series. They're through seven, I believe now. What's it called um, again? I, Lifespan. It's worth listening to. He has a book too. You can read the book too. I'll tell but. you what, man. I was just talking to a doctor the other day because I went in. Remember the other day I, I had that uh, intravenous vitamin put in. You guys were you know talking about. The picture yeah. that I put on, on social media. 
And this doctor I was talking to, he was on a three-day fast. He was explaining to me how, you know, what the body does during the fast, how it cleans itself out. Yeah. And I was like, man, do I need that? But I don't, I've done a cleanse, like where I've just done juice no, not for a like cleanse. three days. You right. need to do a fast. Right. A fast is, a cleanse is just for like your, and you shouldn't be doing cleanses anyway, like more than, you know, unless it's like done for like some sort of. Well, I did it, and it was horrible. I mean, yeah. seriously, like just drinking juices for three straight three straight yeah. days. The worst part of it is, is like as soon as you get to the end of the cleanse, what do you think you do? You go get a cheeseburger. Yeah, you yeah, know? you don't do that. Uh, but yeah, it's about uh, the diet, which is important. He actually says not a lot. Red meat is not great for you. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't eat a ton of meat to begin with, but particularly red meat was something that he uh, discussed. And he says that in their studies, they've done some human clinical trials. Where they they know, and Lindsay, I think you referred to this in another Big Deal or No Deal recently, uh, and Laura was talking to us about it as well, where we wanted to know if you would know, remember the study of, would you like to know exactly how long you could live, right? Oh, no. it was, so oh. this is part of that study. So what they've used that study is, basically they've taken those people in these clinical trials and they've told them, look, your lifespan, your, your regular lifespan will be this long because, yes, you're – Let's say you're 50 years old, but your body's really like 65 based on the way you've treated it, right? So they say you're probably only going to live another 20 years, right? Um, and they, but they'll tell you if, you if you start doing these things, you can extend your lifespan out. And they've had in their clinical trials people who have expanded their lifespan by two and a half years, four years, and one person even 20 years. Wow. Like he believes that the per- there's a person born already in this world that's going to live to 150 years old if because if they follow the right dieting and all that stuff you were just talking about this and i will make this quick but we were having this conversation would you want to know when you're going to die all that you know it's just kind of like sort of morbid kind of yeah thing. And, and john ireland and i were in on it yes so i'm out on that and it turns out a friend of mine she just found out that she has like this early stage leukemia but i mean right. like super early stage and um they told her, you've probably got about 12 to 16 years. And she's like 47. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, if somebody said to me, you have 12 to 16 years right now, I mean, forget about, hey, you got six months or you got six weeks. But knowing that on your mind, I've got 12 to 16 years, that would freak me out every day. I wouldn't want to know. I'd rather not know. Yeah, well, he talks about it know, knowing it. And granted, that's a different situation because we're talking about, um, you know, someone with a, a disease that could kill them. But what he's saying is you could help prevent some of these diseases if you follow these regimens um, ahead of time, right? Like that, as early as you can, if you follow these regimens, you'll be, you'll be okay. He actually talks, talks about how we kind of put – we make, we do a disservice to kids about like rewarding them with sugars. He oh sugars he says are terrible. Like it's the worst thing you could put in your body. Um, that you got to kill sugar, like because that that'll kill you. I just looked uh, it up, Sedano. This yeah. guy he was on another podcast and I heard him on, and he's the reason why I started doing keto and I know all about him. So I'm gonna listen wow. to his podcast. Yeah, he uh, he's he's, he's brilliant. Um, and it you know like. It's pretty fascinating stuff, and he's doing the studies. He's not just talking the talk. Like, he's walking the walk. Like, he's done the studies on animals. He's doing human clinical trials, like all this stuff. And and what he talks about is that, is just that you can, if you know the number, Cap, instead of being afraid of it, you can say, all right, it's not a zero-sum game. I can extend that number out if I do things right. 
to give us to us one more time. This is really interesting stuff. Lifespan. I'm, I'm, lifespan is the name of the podcast. Yeah. Very good. George. Or a book if you want to read the book. It's up to nah, you. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to the podcast. Yeah, of course you. I'm are. reading another book right now called Scale or Fail, and I really, really, really need to concentrate and focus on this book. So rather than pick up another book and distract myself, I'll listen to the podcast. Yeah, I'm two episodes into the podcast right now. I'm going into episode three. So how long is each episode? About an hour. Oh, all right. So. Lauda, do you want to know? Do you want to you want to extend the life? Uh, sure. He knows, <laughs> he he has a lot of information about like to your point, Sedano, about different supplements and like pills. A lot of which are not legal here, but you can buy them in the black market. And I may or may not have looked into them about like extending your life and just like staying younger, longer, like you know, younger looking, younger feeling, right. and like your body. It's insane. I mean, honestly, guys, like I was telling Lindsay, and this is why I was like so out of it, but. You really have to do trial and error with your body because everybody's so different. Like, I can't personally do intermittent fasting. I will gain weight. I've done it, and I gain weight. My nutritionist has told me why. So everybody's different, and you have to do, like, a trial and error thing. Well, why Why have you, Why would you gain weight? What did your nutritionist say? So because my, when I do calorie deficiency, my body goes into starvation mode because I've done so much damage to it, and it actually gains weight. Right. Um, well, I, I don't think you should do calorie reduction, though, in the sense of like, um, I mean, whatever. We could talk about it off the air. We don't have to go off this. Like, <laughs> right. Wait, are we on the air? Is this thing, thing? Yeah. Is this yeah, thing yeah. on? Hello? Yeah. But oh, yeah, we'll but my, my whole thing is like, I'm I'm big on trying things like Lindsay does keto. I have a friend that did keto and gained weight. So it's like your body will react different to certain things. So I may like. Well, but I think it. the common thread is sugars oh, and red meats are yes. bad for you. I don't, yeah, added yes. sugar, if you take it out, like, I've lost so much weight, yes, I had weight loss surgery to add, you know, to help, but once I took the carbs and uh, and did lean protein yeah. and then low sugar, oh my God, you dropped so much weight. Yeah, I mean, he even says carbs are fine, you just don't want the ones with a lot of sugar in it. Yeah, you, know you don't want the, like, the simple yeah, carbs. Yeah, you want, like, traditional carbs. Like, yeah, stop drinking wine, that's my problem. No, he actually says red wine is fine, like, yeah, but in, I'm talking in about, moderation, obviously. I start with Chardonnay, though, that's my pro- I start oh, with yeah, white wine, yeah. and then I move into red wine. Yeah, you need, he actually says Pinot Noir is uh, has the most reservatorol, I believe is the... The, the really, like, important um, ingredient in there for your heart health. Um, he says Pinot Noir is the best one. All right, we're way over the break. All right, we're back. Um. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So anywho, yeah, I would just you know, listen to the podcast. I'm telling you, it's good. I was blown away. There in the Now, the good thing is he does the podcast with like um, the guy he wrote the book with, um, this uh, journalist and journalism professor at Utah State, and he... Um, so he asks all the questions you would probably want to ask when you're listening to him because sometimes he'll get a little too into the medical jargon and then he'll kind of hit the pause button and push back and ask him some questions. 
Um, and then they do like a quick recap in the last five minutes, like just a bullet points, just in case you dozed off, Cap, because I feel like your attention span would be so great. <laughs> it's possible. I mean, you know, an hour podcast, and maybe if I were out for a walk or a run or something like that, but if I were just sitting around, man, I'd have a hard time gotta, taking that thing down. No, you got to listen to it because you're trying to condition yourself for this whatever half marathon you're doing, and you're trying to lose weight. So Sedano's giving you good, valuable recommendations here. No, I yeah. like the idea. Listen, I mean, look. Uh, I mean, if you want, we can have David Sinclair on, and we can just like do the podcast. We can do a podcast with him. Yeah, or we could just put out some information to everybody that's curious about it that doesn't have the time to sit there and listen to it all. Cap, you sound like you're really bothered by the fact that we just spent a lot of time on this. No, not bothered by it. I actually was very curious about it. Um, you know, the thing about podcasting is is that um, there are so many and there's so much good information out there, and there's a lot of stuff that's entertaining, but it's kind of like TV shows. There's so much out there. Which ones do I want to spend the time, yeah. you know, watching or listening to? I think this is actually quite interesting. I was I enjoyed listening to uh, how much you've taken in on George through only two episodes. Yeah, I'm very in on it. Um, I I mean, listen. I want to I want to live forever. Fame. I want to live forever. <laughs> I want to learn he's how to. He's already helped me lose like a decent amount of weight, so he's pretty pretty good. The and doctor, not me. Good. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. I need this in my life. All right, well, you should you listen to the podcast, Lauren. I am. No, I I, re- I I really am. I'm going to yeah. put her up on it, too. Yeah, just see what she thinks. Mm-hmm. So, But it, it was it was fascinating stuff. Um, or as Scott would say, interesting. Interesting. I sometimes think fascinating as well. Occasionally, yes. Yeah, but, I mean, again, fascinating is a different level. Interesting is, wow, that's really, really something I'm curious about. Fascinating <laughs> is like, whoa, this blew my mind. Wow, oh my fascinating. God. I'm glad we've learned the degrees. Right. of uh, <laughs> different levels. Of, uh, of capology. Right. It's like right. levels of dating, remember? There's levels. Yeah. Yeah. So, are you okay? Yeah. Look, the good, the good thing is they'll have a recap every, uh, every, I, every podcast. I, I love that. I love that concept. I do. Yes. I do. Yeah. Um, the Lifespan Podcast is the truth. Dr. Evan Jeffries just tweeted us. Dr. Jeffries. Nice yeah. to hear from you, Doc. There you go. Yeah. All and apparently right. you've grown on Joey Arceo. Really? What does Joey Arceo have to say for himself? Uh, he said to you, Cap, uh, that is the most brilliant thing you've ever hypothesized. Oh, when you were talking about maybe the Lakers are done with LeBron and they're like, okay, we got one championship, we're good. Um, and that they know their future's not with LeBron. He says that's not too far-fetched. And I said, yeah, I can't summarily dismiss that. I, I, that's what I said to you. So you well, said, rarely but on occasion things pop out of my mouth that are quote-unquote brilliant. Yeah. And he says, yeah. you've grown on him. You're nice. like a fungus. Nice. Nice, like mold. Wow. You know? Right. Yes. Just, right. Just kind of grow on you. But and that's he loves, what I, pl- I play to your peculiarities, which is actually <laughs> a perfect way to describe it. <laughs> well, that's cool. Hey, listen, let me ask you this, though. When we talk well, about I've LeBron. Told, listen, it's, real quick, actually, it's funny you say that, because I was talking to some people. I ran into some people. Uh, you know also I ran into at that restaurant in Manhattan Beach? Who's Laker that? legend Sasha Vujicic, by the way. Oh, really? Uh, was there. And him and his family make a wine, speaking of wine, red wine, called Alexander with a K. Alexander mm-hmm. instead of mm-hmm. a, an X, it's a K. It was delicious, okay? I you Listen, you listen to the show, you know I love, I know my red wine. This thing is really good. Try Sasha's family's red wine. Um, it's from Paso Robles. You know what we should uh, do? Maybe we should do a wine week, but what we do is this. We bring on athletes or former athletes. Who are wine connoisseurs? Who are now into wine. I'll give you a couple of examples. CJ McCollum is a good one. Okay, I was thinking about like Drew Bledsoe former, is what you wanted to put right? on Rick Meyer. 
Former yeah. NFL quarterback who has no. his own winery and his own no. brand? No, we're no. good with him. No, we're Why? Good What's the difference between Rick Meyer and Drew Bledsoe? One was the no, first none. pick, one was the second pick. One's actually been like really good, though, and the other one. Clay, uh, Michael's son, has a wine. Oh, yeah, he does. Dwayne Wade has a wine. Oh, yeah, that's right. How about right. Charles Woodson? Charles How about Woodson we just bring on Sasha? He's a Laker legend, baby. Snoop has his own wine. Snoop does. Well, have I found that wine. out last week when I was Snoop in the grocery store. Yeah, I didn't know that until last um, week. So anyway, I I ran into someone who told me they were the show was growing on them, and I said to him what I would say to anyone else: give the show a week. If you listen to the show for a week, now I'm not saying you have to listen to all three hours, but I'm saying listen to it regularly for a week. If you listen to the show, you'll get the jokes, and then you'll be in. That's it. It's pretty simple. It's kind of the way it goes down, you know. Like radio is just very intimate. And you either grow to love on somebody or you're like, I freaking hate these people and I will never listen to them again. And you go away. But at least in my 25 plus years in this business, kind of goes the first way. You just give it a week or two and then you're like, you know what? I hated you and now I love you. No, a week or your money back guaranteed. And considering yes. it's a free medium, then uh, there's not really money back. But you get the point. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. All right, Kaplan, uh, excellent work as always. Uh, excellent job with your peculiarities. <laughs> Great job today. We got a lot coming up this week, so be with us every day at 4. I don't know if we have a lot coming up, but just tune in anyway. I just mean a lot Great of Great job, Lindsay and Laura, as well. We'll talk to you mañana.